guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast and welcome back to us patreon special oh my god i fumbled over all of my words because of my excitement and today oh yes indeed yes indeed what i'm going to give you is something that i normally put on my again my uh, patreon okay so this today we're going to be learning developing writing a review of a historical place now remember my patreon is available for uh, an amount that of course, you guys could actually find it in my description if you guys are interested in that. And I'm going to be putting a lot more lessons on there too. You'll be able to communicate Q&As, one-on-ones. You also get free coaching for one hour a month, depending on which badge you join. All right. So I am so, so excited about this uh, because again, man, getting back into the Patreon, that's what I love to do, people. That's what I love to do. So what we have here, okay, what we have here, is we're going to be doing some adjectives, okay? So we're going to be matching some adjectives with nouns, okay? Then I'll be going over other adjectives so you guys can have more of a grasp, okay, in terms of describing places you have been to or describing places you want to go to, all right? So if we look at this, we have to, of course, put this into context too. All right, and again, there is a review. You guys will find everything and everything I'm talking about on the ArsenioBuckShow.com. So remember to tune into that. So what I got here, we have some adjectives, we have some nouns, and then we have other adjectives. And you know what? We have some big words, as a matter of fact, too, and some words that I do not, let's just say I don't say on a routine basis, okay? So one word would go by the by the, by the word, <laughs> by the word of arduous. Now, arduous is something that could be difficult, hard, heavy, okay? An arduous journey. That means a very difficult journey, a strenuous journey. So what I would deem or what I would describe as a, a arduous hike would be here in Thailand in a province by the name of Lui. There is a mountain called Pukadung. Okay, now for all my ties out there who possibly do not listen to me, uh, this place, I swear, it's like a four hour hike up and then you could get into a tent, you could stay on top and then coming back down is not too bad because you could literally slip and slide all the way back down. I've seen people do it in the videos. You guys should definitely check it out. I'll try finding the video and so you guys could actually uh, see how they do it. But guys, you could rent people out to carry your stuff up but again, man, it is arduous as hell, okay? Now, I would go so far to just say it is strenuous for people who do not know English so well and don't know some of these adjectives. I would just say it's very difficult and it's very tiring. I would just use an ing adjective. But that's something that you can uh, put into your writing, especially when you write a review of a historical place. So what we have here, snow-capped mountains. So normally in Iran, during the winter, they have snow-capped mountains. That means basically a mountain that has snow just on the top of it at like the peaks, all right? So these are very picturesque, which is another word that I have uh, available and you guys can see that on the blog. Picturesque meaning it's so beautiful. If you go to Switzerland, maybe in September or October, when not so much snow would fallen, you would see snow just on the peaks of the mountains. It could be um, the Alps, 
I think that's what they call more. If you go to the Himalayas, that stretches over so many different countries. They also have snow-capped mountains, depending on what month it is throughout the year. So, choppy, calm, I wouldn't use that so much, but we have like rocky mountains, okay? Or you could say rocky cliffs. Now, the Rocky Mountains is actually... A, a, you know, a name after mountains that stretch across Colorado and a couple of other states, if I'm not mistaken. The Rocky Mountains are a beautiful, right? So you have tropical seas, uh, you know, fast flowing uh, rivers or winding rivers. So fast flowing, this is, these are activities that people would engage in, such as whitewater rafting. Um, they could be very dangerous though. There have been accounts whereas people have died, okay? But fast-flowing rivers, that means water that's going down very, very quickly, right? You got sand dunes that's out there in the likes of Libya, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria. They have beautiful dunes out there. So in saying that, you guys have to, you know, sweltering. Sweltering, that means it's really, really hot. So if you want to use a really cool ING adjective, you could say sweltering, all right, like a sweltering climate. Now, Thailand, between March and about May, it is sweltering beyond belief. I kid you not. When I leave my condo, and by the time I get up to that uh, SkyTrain, I am, I'm, I'm just sweltering. It, it's so nasty. It's muggy. And then, of course, with the, the ridiculous amounts of cars, it just makes it a hell of a lot worse. It just feels like a sauna outside, you know. But if I had an escalator going up onto the bridge that goes into the SkyTrain system, um, it probably wouldn't be too hot. But I have to walk up five, uh, five flights of stairs, which makes it just so much more hotter. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So... You guys have really cool things. Uh, cafes. Uh, you have uh, budget hotels. Okay, budget hotels, meaning they're not as expensive. Um, you know me, I like to cap, meaning I like to put a cap, meaning put like a lid on how much I spend per night at a hotel. And my price range is probably around $100 to $120 max US dollars, depending on what type of holiday I'm going on. I would never spend more than $200 a night on a hotel unless I really, really want to have a really cool staycation, such as, you know, staying at the Intercontinental or staying at a beautiful hotel like a Sofitel at Changi International Airport. Um, but cafes, man, this is something that Dalat Vietnam specializes in unbelievably. Oh my God, let me paint this picture. I'm over here with my friend, Anna. Anna Nguyen, Anna Nguyen, right? And, oh, no, too bad. We're no longer friends. But anyways, Anna and I, man, we took a motorbike. It's freezing. There's fog and mist going through the mountains in Dalat because a storm had moved. And there's a little bit of rain coming in up through over on this side, over on that, that side. And I remember we stopped at this cafe. I was cold. I was like, Anna, come on, man. We got to get inside. She's like, okay. So we walked inside this cafe and oh my God, talk about picturesque. We walk into this cafe. We're greeted by these three unbelievable gentlemen who are in this very quaint, quaint meaning mysterious. It's just, it feels like it just has such a, uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, what's a word that I'm looking for? A unique vibe. That's not the word I'm looking for, but 
there are just pictures of old Dalat that are around. There's rustic, meaning there's this old wood that's scattered throughout the cafe with the balcony, with the door that leads to that balcony. And you could just overlook and see these low covering clouds just going through the hills and through the houses. And you hear a piano in the background and you get your cappuccino and you're just overlooking these hills and overlooking part of Dalat. And you're just saying like, Oh my God, this is gorgeous. You know, there was another cafe we had gone to that's not too far away from this specific cafe. And when we went there, um, it's two stories. So we walk in, we go up to the, you know, to up to the top and it's more, it's warmer. That's one great thing that you have going for it. Uh, but, you know, there are people doing work. There are digital nomads. But again, they're just like Vietnamese people and people are just communicating and just sitting down under these beautiful yellow lights. And, you know, again, just picturesque. Oh, my God, man. Dalat is just one of the most amazing places I've ever been. Seriously. Like, Jesus, this is why I want to go back to Da Nang and other places also, because I just can't get enough of it. So, Again, the feature here is a historical place. And what you have is you're going to complete the review with words such as, as far as I'm given an opinion, frankly, opinion, I found the best time to visit. Now, I found the best time to visit Dalat's probably in March, April, or May. Do not go there during the rainy season, man. That's when I got my, of course, I, I think you guys have heard this, the worst experience I had ever gone through is when my flight, you know, Thai Vietjet or Vietjet Air, never fly them just in case. Uh, they are the worst airline in the world. Yeah, they canceled my flight literally 10 minutes after we were due to fly. I had to take an expensive ride back into town. But then again, I was speaking to one of these South Koreans and I tagged along with some South Koreans. It was really cool, man. They were some, they were just digital nomads. They were into online marketing, just phenomenal human beings, man. And so I get back into Dala, I stay one more night, and then I take a bus. My friend Anna takes me to the bus station, and she says, okay, I'll see you next time you come around. And I'm like, okay, too bad that next time was like the last time. Uh, and then I took an eight-hour, oh, my disgustingly God, oh, my God. It wasn't arduous. It wasn't arduous. It was, if you get car sick, we're talking, man, we were winding down this hill and going up and down. It was just constantly got car sick had to hold my head up against the window so i wouldn't vomit it was disgusting it was horrible and guys man after that i didn't make my flight oh my god i could go on and on and on but i didn't even get back out of vietnam until probably oh my god when was that the next day and my flight was delayed again because thai vietjet air they canceled my flight they told me to come back in dalat and I said, are you guys going to take off tomorrow, though? Because apparently this store is, storm is here for another four days. He said, oh, well, I'm not sure. I said, oh, man, I don't like that. I'm not sure. Because if I come here and spend another whop of money to come all the way down here just for you to cancel the flight again, I'm not down with that. So I took a bus. And then I missed my flight that evening. Stayed in a hotel. Saw a friend, luckily, that lived in Ho Chi Minh City. And then that next day, lo got lost again. And I'm like, dude, this sucks so much. Now, I didn't get lost again, but they delayed my flight and they made me charge, they charged me an extra $30 and everyone else who had more than seven kilos of carry-on, like they were so strict. They didn't do this in Dalat. They didn't care in Dalat, but in Ho Chi Minh City, they did. See, 
that's what I don't like. And this is why I like the fact that, you know, the economy is like completely being turned over because low cost budgeted airlines such as, you know, Vietjet and Thai Vietjet are going to completely, completely flop. And I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. So with that being said, guys, read the article of the historical place, put some of those uh, phrases and stuff into it. Let me know what you guys think and if you guys have any questions or if you guys want me to review your historical place with some of the vocabulary words that I have literally just put out there for you guys, let me know. I'm your host, as always, and stay tuned for more Over and Out.